Hello and welcome to another episode of the Worcestershire podcast. This is episode two of our segment called The Source, uh, where we'll be asking each other trivia questions, hypotheticals and discussing some of life's mysteries. We're three sisters and we started a podcast to talk about our favourite TV shows and movies and we've evolved past that now. We're doing uh, these segments to have a bit of fun. Our motto is, if attempted murder is a crime, then attempted comedy is a podcast. And with that, we'll get straight into it. Um, hi, guys. Hi, I'm Sadie. And I'm Arzom. And I'm Suna. We'll get straight into it. Uh, we'll start with some trivia questions. Guys, I want to know, do you know what the unit of measure for the number of mouse a, a mouse has to travel on a computer screen is called? I'll give you a bit more information. It's a similar yep. concept to the number of pixels per inch. So you might say the mouse has moved this number of units per inch and that's like how the smallest movement the computer mouse can pick up essentially is what that means is that a, is it called a pinch a pinch yeah like pixels per inch pinch ah that's cute no it's not called a pinch okay is it related to pixels no no not at all is it related to mice i'd say yes is it like any other like unit of measure is it like a kilo something mm I haven't heard this unit of measure be used for anything else. So you've had it, you've heard it used in conversation before? I've heard this word in conversation before, yes. Who do you speak to? Other intellectuals. Yes, other intellectuals. <laughs> <laughs> Is it something the gaming okay. community would know? Um, maybe. So I did read, this is a clue, that in like when you get guidebooks and stuff, about yeah. the mouse this term is used in there but oh. they never explain the origin of the word it's implied does it um when you said it has something to do with mice does it have mice or mouse in it no does it is it a squeak no it's not a squeak is it a squinch it's not a squinch that's so cute yeah is it something per pixel no you can use it in the way like you use pixels per inch is the reason I brought up pixels, but it doesn't have anything to do with pixels. I was just kind of explaining what the unit of measure is. Like it's measuring the steps a mouse takes over distance. Let's say one of this unit is the smallest amount a mouse can move and the computer registers it. Okay. So when you say it relates to mice, did you mean like the animal? Um, yes. Is it a whisker? No, it's not a whisker. Uh, I was going to say it's like a whip of a tail. <laughs> A whiff of a tail. No, it's not. These got these are much better. Like I wish it was called a whisper, uh, a whisker. <laughs> <laughs> is it is it related to like a mouse's body part? No. So is it related to like a mouse's sound? No. Or maybe an action they do, like they scurry. Is it a scurry? No. Is it a nibble? No. So is it related to an action they do or no? No. Not related to an action they do. So it's not related to an action. It's not re related to a body part or a noise they make. How is it related to a mouse? <laughs> it still is related to a mouse. Is it cheese? No, it's not cheese. Hey, give us a clue. Give us another clue. I have a very big clue I can give you, but you'll probably get it after I say this. Are you guys ready for it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so going back to when you guys asked what kind of people do I speak to, the answer to that question would be Sadie's son. Kids. Oh, is it a Mickey? Yes, it's a Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's called a Mickey. That's cute. <laughs> so it's related to a mouse, not mice in general. Yeah, a mouse. 
the mouse. <laughs> yeah, it, the mouse. It relates to the mouse. Yeah, that's why the um, when the books talk about it, they say it's called a Mickey, but they don't explain why. It's implied that it relates to Mickey Mouse. I wonder if it relates to like the size of maybe like three pixels or something, like in the shape of a Minnie Mouse head. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's got nothing to do with pixels at all. Apparently... It's like quite technical, but you can't measure it in the same way. It measures it on its own, completely different thing. Um, are you guys ready for the next question? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. So I'm going to talk, give you a little bit of a background about someone. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell me, some, um, then I'll ask you a question about them. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this question relates to someone called Ashrita Furman. Ashrita Furman is a- or Vermin? Furman, F-U-R. Furman. Okay. F-U-R-M-A-N. Ashrita Furman. So um, Ashrita is a health food store manager and he has been a health food manager, health food store manager in Queens in New York since 1982. Ashrita has a very interesting world record which would take a long time to beat. What is his world record? Does it relate to his job? No. That's literally anything in the world. So... Queens. What do I think of? I always think of King of Queens and they like a lot of coffee. So is it like that he drank a lot of coffee or she or they? I don't know. No, but honestly, they could have drank a lot of coffee and I just don't know <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, so it's not record-breaking coffee. No. The hint is that it would take a long time to beat their record. So it's obviously something that they've done for a long time. Is it the f- longest-running health food shop? No. Is it? world's longest nails no is it like something like that to do with the body no is it like the longest amount of time that they've worked in one job no is it something to do with their name is their name a hint no okay (laughs) so someone in queens has a world record and we have to guess what it is yeah it's a very unique world record and so these are the two clues the world record is very unique and it would take a long time to break. I'll say it will also take a lot of effort to break. A long time and a lot of effort. Hiccuping the longest? Is it hiccups? No. Hmm. No, it's, she said it takes a lot of effort. So that Hiccups is something that just come to you at some point, right? You don't force hiccups on yourself. Is it physical effort? Um, it involves physical effort. Is it running the longest? Mm. He may... He may have a record to do with running the longest, but it's not what I'm thinking of. Is this he, is this the guy who never sits down? No. So it involves running? I said he may have a record that involves running, but it's not what I'm thinking of. Does he have the world's longest stride? No. <laughs> <laughs> so health food store in Queens, it takes a lot of effort and it would take a lot of time to beat this record. It could be literally anything on the on the earth. Okay, I'll tell you something else about this guy. So when he was young, Mm. he thought he would never break a world record because he didn't think he was particularly fit. And he has shown that through perseverance, he could. Is it like hanging from like monkey bars or something? No. Does it involve being upside down? Uh, He may have a record related to hanging upside down, but it's not what I'm thinking of. So he has multiple world records. In things ranging from maybe running and maybe hanging upside down. So he's wait. Is his is his world record that he has the world's most world records? Yes, that's his world record. <laughs> he 
He has the world's most world records. He's got the most uh, Guinness Book of World Records that has been um, recorded. So in his life, he set over 600 records and he still holds 530 of them. Nice. Yeah. I can't believe I got that. I was like, is she tricking (laughs) us with these clues? (laughs) I I didn't know what else to – I didn't know how else to answer it without giving it away but without – genuinely answering a question because he might like he's had 600 records some of them probably involve hanging upside down and running um (laughs) i don't know what all of his records were so some of his records that i do know i've got here is he's got the world record for jumping jacks he's done over twenty-seven thousand in one go i don't know actually that's a good point (laughs) but i would assume so because i mean anyone can do them over multiple days right if you did them over like 20 years let's say it would be hard to yeah. record and verify. Um, he's got the records for underwater pogo. He's got the record for most sit-ups. He's got a record for balancing a pool cue for the longest distance. He's got a record for gluggling, which is underwater juggling, which he invented. He has um, a record in land rowing. So he modified a rowing machine and put wheels on it and he rowed on land. That's cool. Um, how many records did you say he had? Sorry, 600 what? Yeah, so he's set over 600 records in his life. I think he's lost some of them though, like over time, but he still holds 530. I wonder who like the second highest holder of things is, if it's like close or if it's like (laughs) 20. (laughs) That is a good question. I don't know. I didn't look it up. I assumed no one was close. Otherwise, there'd be like this ongoing um, battle, right? I'll show you who can glug underwater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My next question is a bit weird. Um, As opposed to these normal ones. (laughs) Samsung, the phone company, Hmm. um, has a way of testing uh, the endurance of phones for everyday use. Yeah. What do they use to test it? Children. Yeah, I was going to guess children. (laughs) No, not children. Is it like a machine or is it like a physical being? It's a machine. It's not a. It's not a living thing. Is it like hmm. a merry-go-round or something? No. Is it like a jackhammer? Like they put it in and it just smashes the phone? No. I feel like it wouldn't pass. Is it like some form of AI? Do they just hand it over to some form of AI and just tell them to use it? No, they don't. I'll give you another hint. They use it to test normal wear and tear of the phone. So the way that you use it day to day and where you might keep it. Is it somewhere in the bathroom? Is it a toilet? No, it's not a toilet. That's where I use my phone the most, just saying. <laughs> yes, yeah, like the message you got from me today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do they drop it off like varying heights or something? No. Okay, so this thing that they're putting it in, it's mimicking everyday life, right? Yep. It's mimicking how you, a person, would use the phone. Is it like a blender? <laughs> no. <laughs> Will it blend? <laughs> Is it like a kitchen appliance of sorts? No. It's something that mimics everyday life. Yeah, I live my life in the kitchen and the bathroom. Where else do you want me to go? (laughs) Step into the shoes, if you will, of a Samsung phone developer. You want to know that the way that a person uses their phone is going to last them. What kind of things do people do that you might want to test? If I think from personal experiences, I'm an idiot and I drop everything. That would be good. It's not that. It's not against dropping. Normal wear and tear. It's not about clumsiness. It's about um, just normal use. So most people just sit on the couch, use their phone, and just, you know, flick through Facebook, social media. You're on the right track. So couch. Where do people put their phones when they're not using it? On the couch. In their pockets. 
in their pockets, yeah. So people, so they say hire people to put phones in their pockets and sit? No, it's non-living. Is it like a robot they have to make them sit in? Yeah. So I, I think you guys are close enough that I'm going to give you the answer now. They have a okay. butt-shaped robot. <laughs> <laughs> they have a butt-shaped robot to test um, people sitting on their phones. Could you imagine the guy who invented the butt-shaped robot? He would be like, they would, they would have laughed at him. I'm going to develop a butt-shaped robot to measure how how durable a phone is. And they would have laughed at him. Uh, no, they wouldn't have. They would have heralded him as a hero. He's the OG Kramer, real ass man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe that's his number plate. If it's not, it, it should be. be. But robot guy, if you're listening to this, change your license plate to ass man. The next question is a bit Sadie-inspired. Because we know how much she loves cows and she enjoyed our last question on the cows last week. So I have another cow question for Sadie. Um, Sadie and Arzum, but mainly Sadie. Thanks for including me. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, what would be the main difference, would you say, between cows that live where I am and cows that live where you are? Is this a joke? Like, is this a line up to a joke? No, it's not. It's a real question. Oh, okay. Well, do they like have accents? Yes. <laughs> oh my god, do they actually? Yes, cows have regional moos. <laughs> they have regional moos. So you're telling me all the arguments I've had with Kadir from day one that a cow says moo, not mer. He's he's correct. Like he thinks his cows say mer. Yes, I think so. Um, apparently, they have regional access, uh, accents, um, and language specialists have confirmed it. It was apparently noticed by dairy farmers that noticed when they went to different regions, the cows start, sounded different to their cows. I mean, I'm the actual worst. I'm not facilitating any conversation. I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> no, that was good, and I'm so impressed you got it right away. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute. I wonder if um, there are bogan cows. For sure. Moo, <laughs> <No>, mate. Moo, <laughs> <No>, mate. Mate. <laughs> I have um, one last trivia question for you guys. All right. Mm. So Greenland sharks live in the North Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Um, they live a long time and they grow at the rate of around one centimetre per year. They grow mm-hmm. very slow. Um, how old do they live and what age do they reach sexual maturity? So I don't know the answer to this, but I recently watched a shark doc- documentary that covered this and I'm trying with all of my might to remember any of anything I watched. <laughs> um, so they grow one centimetre a year, is that right? Yep. One centimetre a year and they live for a long time. Because, like, if they're one centimetre when they're born – 100 centimetres won't be very big, you know? Yeah, I don't know what size they are. I wouldn't say they were one centimetre when they were born. I don't know when they're born. But they grow to be about four to five metres. I'm going to guess that the average baby shark is, like, slightly less than a metre. Mm-hmm. The sharks are quite big, right? Like, they're like four to five metres at full yeah. grown size. That's pretty large. Mm-hmm. And if they grow only one centimetre a year and they live for a very long time, I'm going to guess that they grow for like, they live for like 300 years or so. Uh, close. I'll accept that. 
It's estimated that they live between 250 and 500 years. About 400 is their estimated lifespan. Around 500 years is their full lifetime. Around mm-hmm. 200, 250 is like middle-aged. Um, so I'm going to guess like their teenage years would be like 150. Spot on. <laughs> oh, my God. It's actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say 180. Yeah. Yeah. So 150 years old is when they reach sexual maturity. So these guys live two lifetimes before they become uh, sexually mature and have a baby. Not going to have babies willy-nilly. No babies having babies up in the shark family. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Imagine being a hundred-year-old baby. (laughs) Just wild. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys. Let's move on to asking the hypotheticals. All right. Arzom. The, the question that me and Sunan got prepared for you is this. You've been given an elephant. You can't give it away or you sell it. What do you mm-hmm. do with the elephant? Just to add to that, you'd have to make sure that all its basic needs are taken care of. Slug like food, water, bathroom. Okay, so my first question is, who gave me this elephant and why did they hate me? I did. Why do you hate me? <laughs> <laughs> I gave you this elephant. It was a gift. Do not throw it back in my face. (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, I love him. First question, actually. The first part to this question, what are you going to name him? So it's a him? Could be. Could be a her, depending on what name you want to give it. The elephant isn't going to complain either way. Maybe Eli? You wouldn't name it Stampy? No. Why would I name it Stampy? Isn't that what Bart names his elephant? Oh, yeah, he does too. Okay, Eli. So, what are you okay. doing with Eli? Okay. So, um, first things first, I'm going to have to find somewhere to put him. So, I guess I'm going to call some, like, I'm going to call nature reserves and stuff and see if I can rent services from them somewhere to, like, keep him overnight, kind of like an elephant stable of sorts. Yeah, I'm sure they have elephant stables. Of sorts, like he doesn't have an elephant stable. (laughs) Somewhere where he can be protected and not like run into oncoming traffic and stuff first because need to protect him. Excuse me, animal services. Do you have an elephant stable of sorts? (laughs) You can't. Part of the question was you can't give him away. No, he's not being given away. He's just being... Like, he has to have somewhere to sleep while I sort things out and somewhere to be comfortable. Okay, I was going to say, as long as it's only temporary... (laughs) It's temporary and I'm paying them a fee. Okay, so let's say a zoo or nature reserve can temporarily host him and I'll still pay them that fee, pay them that service, and I'll go visit him and love him every day. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, I'm going to be finding some land, a large plot of land, kind of like, I don't know what, what sizes things are, but like a good plot of land, like a farm type land. Mm hmm. And I'm going to buy it um, and I'm going to build big, tall fences around it. And that is kind of where Eli and I will live. So I'm going to have to also build a home on it. So I'm going to be paying very high costs to the zoo and or nature reserve and to building costs because I need to build myself a little home for me to live on the farm. So he has like supervision because elephant, he's yeah. silly. <laughs> <laughs> basically a functional shed with like a bathroom and a kitchenette and a bedroom because mm. it's just me and Eli on this farm. 
Yeah. So this is costing you a lot of money. How are you going to fund it? Well, I'm going to ask the banks very nicely and explain that I have been given an elephant and have to change my entire life. So you're appealing to the bank's uh, sense of humanity to make sure that this elephant is taken care of. What about GoFundMe? Who's going to fund my elephant? I would. I would. Literally, you think I'm going to see uh, somebody post, I need funding for this elephant and I'm not going to give them money. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, true. Okay, so I have a GoFundMe and I'm also reaching out to the banks because this needs to happen quickly. So maybe the GoFundMe gets me my deposit or something and it can get me started. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, this is very expensive. The world's most expensive gift I've ever gotten, by the way. Yeah. Um, so I build my little elevated house, but the problem then for me is how do I get up and down on my elevated house without like quickly enough that if there's a problem but with Eli, like say he gets stuck on the fence or something happens that I can go help him. Well, what are you making your fence out of? Why would he get stuck on the fence? I see lots of videos of, like, elephants playing with giant inflatable, like, balls, like, you know, like, yoga balls and stuff. So I imagine he's playing happily with his ball and then runs into a fence and hurts his little little hand and then it's helping oh, him. His little hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want him to hurt his wrist. So I need. I don't know if he has a wrist, but I don't want him to hurt. I don't think he has a wrist. <laughs> well, his, <laughs> his leg, I guess. I don't, if he hurts him, I need to be able to run to him and help him quickly. Or if he sees a mouse and gets frightened, I must comfort him. You missed the perfect opportunity to call him Manny, by the way. No, he's not a mammoth. He could be. If you. What if he gets cold in winter and you need to put wool on him? I will knit him a giant sweater, honey. You don't know how to knit. I will learn. I'm not going to learn for my elephant. (laughs) My (laughs) elephant needs a sweater and the world is sizes and doesn't make elephant sized sweaters. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to knit him a sweater. So the thing I thought of, I think I thought along the same lines as you, I'd have to start providing for this elephant. Would you have to do anything to try and monetize the actual elephant so that you could give it the life that it needed? I, I thought about this, but then I think I would feel too bad doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I thought maybe you could, you know, I could charge for elephant rides and things like that or birthday parties or something, but I would feel too bad making Eli work and being like, I don't know, forced to deal with kids and stuff like that, like picking at his ears and riding on him and stuff. And also it opens me up to lots of liability if Eli gets upset. Yeah, it wouldn't have to be something where they're interacting with Eli, I guess. You could make him a YouTube star. That's true. I could make him a TikTok famous you could uh, get him some sponsorship deals. Yeah, I would have. I would happily do that, like creating content around his everyday life, like where he's actually happy and doing stuff. I agree. You could write a book, me, myself, and Eli. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Why that. Why does it feel like Adam's on the verge of getting herself an elephant? I know. I'm. Literally, this is convincing me, guys. <laughs> um, I probably will try and save money by trying to grow my own, like veggies and stuff and some things that i'll have to learn what eli eats i'm pretty sure he's vegetarian but that's um, what i was gonna say you haven't thought about what this is this elephant is gonna eat because they eat a lot they do eat a lot Um, and the price of lettuce these days geez oh my gosh um (laughs) but yeah i'm also gonna have to start managing my current job still with that because i'm gonna need the income to feed this elephant so i'm gonna have to continue working from home full time and fitting in elephant activities around that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but part of my property definitely needs to be dedicated to growing my own food and vegetables and stuff for Eli where I where I can um which is going to be hard in itself but maybe if Eli's YouTube page blows up a lot I can hire some gardeners to help so guys where can I source an elephant this is my question Suna as you're the one who got me this elephant who got me Eli how did you make this happen I got him from Hagrid Hagrid (laughs) honestly that's the most logical answer yeah I met Hagrid so like uh, muggle Hagrid I met him at a pub and he sold me an elephant that was a great answer thank you um but quick question also would you guys come visit me and Eli on our elephant farm I will move in with you if you have an elephant I am moving in with you so yeah, basically like part of your problem is solved because I'll help you with the farming because I will be living with you. And funding my GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like it. Sadie, will you come visit? Of course I'll come visit. Okay, Sadie, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so the question we've come up for you is basically how much would someone have to pay you to never use knives or scissors, like or any sharp objects like that, ever again. So that means I can't use them at like a fancy dinner. No, you can't use them ever. Not when you're cooking. Not to open packages. Like nothing. Okay. Can't use them at a fancy dinner. Can't use them to open packages. Huh. That's a tough one everyone's got a price everyone's got a price (laughs) and also i'd be keen to hear what your workarounds would be like how would you eat a steak at a restaurant if you didn't have a knife one i don't eat steak because i don't like it yeah this is exactly what i was thinking of when you were asking the question why are you gonna need a knife to eat your pasta okay let's say say you get a tavuk dolma yeah how are you eating it without a knife it's a stuffed chicken breast is what we're talking about okay it's soft enough that you can I don't use a fork I don't use a knife with that one anyway. No, I'm thinking, like what do I what have I recently used a knife for? I don't eat too many foods that require knives. What <laughs> about your cooking? Like yeah, to cook. I'm, how do you dice stuff? Yeah, see that's what I'm thinking about, like how to cook, how I would make a sandwich without a knife. Hmm. Well talk us through the process. What would you do? Okay. So if I'm cooking if I can't use a knife, I can obviously use, like, the the little slicey, choppy things, can't I? Oh, yeah. Like, you, so, see, them, you see them on the internet. They're, like, little choppy things. Hmm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The, uh, like, the dices. Yeah. So, like, to cook, I'd use them. That's fine. Okay. What else? So, you mentioned making a sandwich. How are you going to make a sandwich? Yeah. I'm thinking, what do you put on? So, sliced cheese. You don't even need to cut that one. Right? The only thing, the only thing that would, um get me upset right would be if i can't cut my sandwich after i'm done if i can't get that thing into triangles mm -mm. do you toast most of your sandwiches sadie or do you eat them fresh no i eat them fresh i don't i don't have time to toast i don't have time to toast (laughs) if you did toast them though if you got one of the ones that had like the triangle indents in it already you could kind of use it as a separator i love those i love those toasters i think i probably do it for about like $50 $50 million. If someone was willing to give me $50 million. $50 million. Okay. Yeah. So let me get this straight. 
someone offers you $49 million to stop using a knife and you don't take it. What's the minimum you'd do? Minimum. Yeah. I don't know. See, things are getting expensive. If I, say, if I go down to $20 million, right, mm. let's say $20 million, I'm not allowed to use a knife again for the rest of my life. And that impacts not only me, but my two children and my husband. They can still use knives. Make them cook. They can use knives. Well, I can't. So if they take me to a fancy dinner for like one of the kids' graduations, I'm going to be looking like an idiot using a spoon. (laughs) You're still not going to order steak though. No, I know, but still. Someone offers you $19 million, you don't take it? No, because what am I going to do with $19 million? What are you going to do with $19 million? Are you crazy? Like, what what am I going to do with it? I'm going to buy it, like... With $19 million, you don't need to use a knife again. But see, if I go for the $50 million, right, if I go for the $50 million, then I could just hire someone to walk around with me and chop stuff for me. You can do that with $20 million. No, you can't. What do you mean, no, you can't? Of course you can. How much are you paying these people? They want to be able to hire someone to cut things up for you. I'm sure your husband could chop your veggies for you if you brought in $20 million. I think you're crazy. I think you're also crazy. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things that we're not thinking about, though. Well, tell us what they are. Like, what happens if one of my kids were in the middle of of an island and there's no doctors around and I have to perform emergency surgery? What am I supposed to do? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so are you imagining that you're going to perform emergency surgery on your kids at some point? Yes. Do you think that's within the realm of possibility? Right. But if I had $50 million, I could just fly them to Switzerland or wherever. If you're on a deserted island and you have $20 million... You could still fly them. If, I feel like if you had only like a couple of grand left in your account, you would still opt to do that before opting for surgery. Sadie's offline. She's gone. She just has to go do surgery. <laughs> She's gone to sharpen her knives. <laughs> this girl is addicted to her knives. Dead well, sick. hopefully she'll uh, join us again shortly. But um, yeah. how, what's the lowest you'll go? Lowest I'd go? I reckon I feel like I'm much cheaper than Sadie. I feel like the lowest I'd go is $5 million. You're still more expensive than me. I said I'd probably do it for $2 million. <laughs> Yeah, like I, Sadie's actually insane. Enough, <laughs> enough to pay off my mortgage. I'll be able to work less. I can spend more time working around things. <laughs> Five million. I feel like I could buy a house and comfortably retire if I live a, like a a normal, like non-luxurious life. Yeah, but 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 what's the minimum? So you wouldn't take two million dollars? I think if I had to go down absolute absolute bare minimum, it would be three, three million. So someone says to you, "Here's two million dollars. You can't use a knife again." You're going to say no. I reckon I'd do $2 million because that's enough for me to re- not even like retire. It probably is enough to retire if I invest wisely, to be honest. But like, it's enough for me to at least not work full time. I'll have no debt. That's all you need. I was thinking $3 million for the same reasons and then to actually just not work again. Like, but I guess you're right. If you do invest wisely and stuff, $2 million is sufficient. But isn't working less better than still working? I'm just thinking. Like the options aren't only you uh, have to work forever or you never have to work again. Like there's got to be a middle ground, right? If I'm being honest, I would probably go as low as a million actually. But that would be the the least. Like I wouldn't Mm. go for like, you know, 900,000. I would want. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't go for 900,000 either because that's a lot of inconvenience for the rest of your life. So I think absolute, like absolute minimum, one million. But my preference would be around the three. I'll drop mine a little bit too, actually. I might go one and a half million. 
Yeah. Is the minimum fair. I would accept. Okay, so I think it's uh, time for Sana's question. Are you ready, Sana? I am. Okay, so Sadie and I have thought up this question. Let's say you were not offered um, any amount of money to give up knives and you're just dead broke, okay? Okay. <laughs> you have no money, no knife money. <laughs> um, yes. So little so that you need to rob a bank. Yep. Okay. How are you going to do that? Keeping in mind, you have to somehow incorporate these three items, a spoon, a roll of string, and a helmet. Okay, I'm going to write these down. Roll of string and a helmet. Yep, and, and a, a spoon. spoon. Yep, I wrote that down first. That was the easy one. Oh, good. Because the, the spoon, I already know what I'm doing with it. I'm using the spoon to seductively feed chocolate to the bank manager <laughs> 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 so that he falls in love with me. Okay. And that's the okay. easy part. Now, what am I doing with a roll of string and a helmet? <laughs> I've seen enough Ocean's Eleven movies to know that I need a ragtag team of misfits, okay? <laughs> that's the first yeah, thing I need. To, we want to limit you to yeah. two other members. Oh, two other members. Is it you two? It can be. I'll help you rob a bank if we get to keep some of the money. Okay, but here's what I was going to say. Even if it can be you two, I wouldn't choose you for this simple reason. We would go there and we would just laugh. <laughs> Sneaked into the vault. <laughs> I'm going into the vault. <laughs> Literally, we would just like get caught in four seconds. So I'm not taking either of you. Okay. Okay. Fair. So I can take two people with me. Um, I feel like the people in Ocean's Eleven that were the most useful was like that contortionist guy. That could fit into yeah. any weird place. Mm-hmm. So I'll have someone that's a contortionist. Okay. And I'll have someone who is good at bombs, explosives, okay. and me who's good at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so this is um this plot With actually chocolate seductress ways so, chocolate seductress ways. So this is actually a long game. Okay. So okay. first, I need to get the bank manager to trust me. So I'll be like running into the bank manager at like a Starbucks or something one day. There isn't even a Starbucks near here, so I don't know where I am, but I'm meeting, running into him at a Starbucks. So I go to the bank, I suss out who the bank manager is, and then I follow him for like two weeks. And he's not going to notice this. He's not going to notice me because I've like I've seen Veronica Mars. I can sleuth, okay? <laughs> okay, so, cool. Are you going to be a nondescript bold woman? I'm just going to be me. That way if he does notice me, then I can start then. I can just like improvise. Um, you have done my improv class now. Yeah, I have done improv class and I've seen Veronica Mars. Like, I think I'm made for this. Okay, so you're set. So get the bank manager schedule. Then I plan to run into him at a time that he usually goes gets coffee or whatever. Because I've studied, I know the things he's interested in. Um, what if he, if he's a bank manager, I'm imagining that he's important enough not to get his own coffee. No, that's where you're wrong. Oh, okay. He's down to earth, is he? He's very down to earth, this bank manager. Okay. He's very down to earth. And actually, he likes doing things for himself because it makes him feel grounded. It makes him remember where he came from. He grew up on the wrong side of the streets. And wrong he side just... Of the street. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wrong side of the tracks. <laughs> South side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
So if this was Riverdale, he'd be a Southside serpent as a child, right? Okay, but turned bank manager on North But he's Side. worked hard. He's elevated himself. He's a well-respected bank manager now. So he likes to do things for himself. Okay, so he's a down-to-earth bank manager who used to be a serpent, now getting, getting his own coffee. Yeah, so like – and because I have been watching him for a couple of weeks now, I know what his interests are. So I know if he like likes going to bookshops and likes reading or if he likes to play um, tennis or he's into karate or whatever. Like I know what his so, interests are. Question, if he is into so, karate or tennis, how are you going to woo him? Okay, so this is my um, next plan. So pick one. Which one do you think he's interested in? Karate. Okay, so we've decided he's into karate. How are you going to woo him with your karate skills? So I go to the coffee shop at the time that he would be there and I would be dressed in my karate suit, right? Yep. Is this with your white belt? Um, No, because he's a secret. You can just buy any of the belts. Just buy one from eBay. How's he going to know? What if he's like, I've never seen you in any of the tournaments to get your belt. Yeah, well, this is why I chuck in my aria, right? I just moved here from Iceland. What if he's married or gay? What if he doesn't fall for your feminine wiles? We're going to pretend he does. (laughs) Otherwise, I mean, I can just make him my gay best friend if he's gay. That's also an Mm -hmm. option. I would have learned this. Before I got there, so I would show up not in a karate suit, but with a cosmopolitan. <laughs> oh, true. okay. So, like, I've I've stalked him, so I know everything. So I will come prepared. So in my scenario right now, he's straight and he likes karate. But through my stalking, if I found out he was something else, that then I would tweak what I do based on that. Okay, right. That's the whole point of me stalking him for two weeks. I could go the pretty little lies route and, um, you know, blackmail him to give me money, but I think I'm classier than that. So I make him fall in love with me. Um, and then it's still a long game. Okay. So I've met him. I've seduced him with my um, chocolate spoon. N- not my chocolate spoon yet. That doesn't come in until the day of the crime. Oh, okay. So I've just got coffee with him. He knows I'm like a black belt in karate or he thinks. And we start getting to know each other. We go on some dates. He really trusts me now. I set up some dates at his office just to surprise him, like, occasionally. Um, So, like, once a week, I'll be like, I brought lunch to your office so we could eat together. Isn't that cute? Occasionally, once a week. (laughs) (laughs) So, So, it doesn't seem sus when I do it for my distraction, which is coming up. In the meantime, I've got my... Trusty assistants, the contortionist and the bomb expert, mm-hmm. working in the background <laughs> on our plan of how to access this bank. Mm-hmm. So the bank manager's office is in the back, right? So I'll bring in something that the contortionist will fit into, like a box. It will be a small box, but you won't know the contortionist is in there because they're amazing. Okay, but why is no one going to question why you're going into a box? Why are you bringing in a box, sorry? No, because I go there all the time. Like, this is this is part, what I mean. This is the long con. They're used to seeing me around. But mate, there's a, there's a whole person in this box. Are you going to be able to carry that box in? Also, I've been working out and I got hella guns. So, okay. I carry okay. in this box, which has the person. 
Right. My question isn't answered. So, yeah, you're there all the time. It's not sus. You've got lunch in one hand and a big box, like a, not a big box, a small enough box that you can carry, but big enough that a person can fit. No one's going to question what's in the box, offer to carry it for you, anything? No, because I'll just make up a backstory. I'll be like, oh, I'm just moving apartments this week and I just picked up this stuff from my housemate. i got to walk it to the other side of town now. Why would you walk a box to the other side of town? Because I'm poor! <laughs> Oh yeah, true. <laughs> you got you a <laughs> you're st- You can still afford to bring him lunch every week. <laughs> like presumably, I can afford to eat, right? Like I can bring him a cheese sandwich. Do I not have enough money for a cheese sandwich? <laughs> am I? Am I just gonna die tomorrow? <laughs> Maybe the contortionist loans you a cheese sandwich. <laughs> maybe but also like i'm willing to steal from a bank if i'm willing to steal from a bank i'm willing to steal bread and cheese from woolies like i'll find sandwich ingredients so you're thieving you're thieving sandwich ingredients yeah where are you buying this box are you stealing that from bunnies um woolies will just give you a box just walk in there hey i'm moving can i have a box also ignore the loaf of bread under my shirt Exactly. So I go in there with my box and my stolen goods that are now in the form of a sandwich. I give it to the bank manager and the contortionist is in the box. (laughs) That she's carrying with one hand and launching the other. Yeah. Yeah. Or I carry it with both hands and the lunch I carry it with both hands and the lunch is sitting on the top. But then you run the risk of the contortionist getting hungry and reaching up and taking the the contortionist. (laughs) The contortionist has his own sandwich. Oh, that's good. He's in the box with a sandwich. Okay. Okay. You would actually have to say that sentence. The contortionist has his own sandwich. (laughs) So the contortionist had his own sandwich. I've got sandwiches. I go into the room. Sandwiches are plenty. Yeah, everyone's got sandwiches. No one's getting hungry. (laughs) Okay, so at this stage, so in my brown paper bag box that I have the sandwiches in, there's also a jar of Nutella and a spoon. (laughs) Cheese sandwich and Nutella are beautiful. (laughs) Homemade with lunch. Homemade lunch with love. Oh my god, honestly, as if you would say no to a cheese sandwich and Nutella. <laughs> I wouldn't. Let's let's not let's not pretend we're fancier than we are. A cheese sandwich and Nutella is what we're going with. <laughs> I know. But it wouldn't be the lunch I bring to seduce someone. <laughs> okay. So I've gone in there with my Nutella. We're eating our sandwiches. Um, and then I'm like, ooh, I brought some Nutella. So I start seductively eating the Nutella and then feeding it to the bank manager. While that's happening, the contortionist gets out of the box, sneaks out past, because we've gone through the back of the fence already, and he goes to the vault. He knows where the vault is. Now, he is what you didn't expect. I mentioned that the contortionist had a sandwich, but what you didn't know is that the contortionist sandwich contained a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, he opens his sandwich. 
cheese and bomb sandwich, yes. Cheese and bomb sandwich. He puts the bomb <laughs> on the thing. And the um, the bomb expert is rem- doing it, like, remotely. So he yeah. lets it off. But it's one of those, like, really small t- kind of bombs where it's got impact oh, on the okay. metal. But it doesn't make a loud boom because he's really good, right? He's really good. I got the uh, best. It's one of the t- bombs. I see. Is that the technical name? Someone just thinks someone passed gas, right? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> really loud gas in two rooms away. <laughs> no one questions it because it's too good, right? And then this is where it gets interesting. So how did you, have you used anything else yet? Like the string and the helmet? Not yet. It's coming. Okay. Okay. Just checking. Okay, so the contortionist goes into the room. He's unnoticed. The contortionist stays in there overnight. Okay. He hides somewhere. In another box. In, <laughs> in another box. <laughs> in one of those safety deposit boxes. He hides in one of Where those, Where you have right? hidden cheese sandwiches for his <laughs> overnight stay. Look, he's intermittent fasting, okay? He's not going to eat tonight. Okay. <laughs> he's all good. He's, he's got this. So okay. contortionist hides in there overnight. The bank closes at like 4.30 because bank managers are lazy. Everyone goes home. Then me and the bomb expert get access. And how do you do that? So the way we do this is, so here's something you didn't realize earlier either. But oh, okay. on my way out of the bank when I was leaving, I used a roll of string to keep some doors open. Right? So what I did was I put string and tied it over the handle so that when you pulled it shut, it didn't latch. And then what you can do is you can pull the fishing wire to move the latch back in if it moves out. So you just grab it, pull it towards you. So you're pulling the latch back in and in you go. So we've used the roll of string to get into the bank. So now we're in the Mm -hmm. bank. But is mm. there not like a secure? So the only thing that's stopping anyone from going into a bank is one single like locked yeah. door that's from a latch. There's no security alarms or anything. There is, but we're gonna flee the country after this, so we, we don't care. <laughs> oh, so you're acting There's- very fast. So you have passports. And- yeah. So um, all our passports and stuff are ready to go. We've actually already booked our flights too. We're going to um, somewhere without an extradition treaty. I would have researched it. Okay, Costa Rica. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cuba. So we've got our flights booked. We've got our passports ready. We're going to take this money and we're just going to leave. So um, that's what we're doing. The contortionist and the bomb expert, they've brought along like carry bags with them so that Mm -hmm. we can put all the money in and all the like jewellery and stuff, whatever we can grab from the boxes. Right. We put them all into the bags and we lift them out. Um, I don't have a lot of money, so I need to make ma- makeshift things, right? One of the things I use is a helmet. I think she's going to use it as a bag, and I think that's a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to use my helmet Why as a bag. not give it to the contortionist who's about to blow something up or, like, has been <laughs> running around and... How do you expect me to carry around a box with a contortionist and a helmet and a bomb? Something's got a gear. <laughs> Essential items only. Well, okay, you're giving me very much Ashley Marin vibes, running around with an open helmet full of money. So I don't think that's wise. Okay. Well, because my you first plan. Okay, so my first plan was this, but I didn't have the money. I was going to use my helmet to get 
because my getaway vehicle was a motorbike. But I don't have money to get a motorbike. But if you've been stealing, like, bread and stuff like that, maybe you could have stolen a bike. I don't know. Maybe you can just steal a push bike. Oh, yeah. I could steal a push bike. That's harder to track. I was like, I'm going to get caught if I steal a motorbike in, like, four seconds. How did let's steal a scooter. I'm going to steal a scooter. Okay, and you're wearing a helmet for safety reasons. And I'm wearing a helmet for safety reasons. And the airport is only one kilometre away. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. What's uh uh-oh? I found the problem in my own plan, but if you guys haven't found it, I'm not telling you. Is it how are you going to carry the money? Which one are you talking about? (laughs) Well, you're not allowed to bring more than $10,000 cash overseas, right? (laughs) So so I'm going to be stopped... I'm going to be stopped by airport security. Okay, wait, no, new plan, new plan. Okay. Okay. So at the same time that I'm stalking and seducing the bank manager, I'm stalking and seducing a pilot. (laughs) I see. Okay. You're you're getting very busy. I am. Yeah. This is the long game. Okay. So now that I know this. The long game of three weeks. The long game of three weeks. He is able to get through without going through airport security. So when you said you had a pilot to boyfriend, I assumed he had like a private plane and private airport type situation. Nah, he's poor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't want your plan to be too easy. <laughs> and so, yeah, exactly. I don't have time to land a rich pilot, just the poor one. Okay. okay I don't cool. got that much time. With- a pilot with like a gambling addiction or something. Yes, exactly. The one that's already corrupt a little bit. Yeah. And then I make my getaway. Are you taking the contortionist and um, bomb expert with you? Yes, of course. They're a part of my team. They risk their lives for me. Okay. And are the four of you going to go live in bliss or are you going to share your money with the pilot? Or you? We will murder the pilot when we get there. Oh, that's not nice. Yeah, but let's be honest, he's a drunk and he's got a gambling problem. I don't need that in my life. That's true. That's how I rob a bank, using a spoon, a roll of string and a helmet. But here's something that you didn't see coming. The contortionist yeah. grows a conscience and turns you in, reports him missing. I kill him too. And what happens when the bomb man turns on you and he has bombs? Look, <laughs> I've got a taste for murder now. I'll kill anyone that's in my way. <laughs> I've got a taste for murder now. <laughs> So is that um, everyone's questions now? Yeah, that's everyone's questions now. Do you guys have worst sister stories this week? Um, Not really. My worst sister story was going to be that I got a job offer this week and I waited three days to tell my sisters for when we were recording. Did you wait three days so you could have a worst sister story? I did, yeah. <laughs> exactly. That was going to be my worst story. But my plans were foiled when Suna called, when we were on the group call earlier and after Sadie hung up, Suna asked me how they were going and I didn't want to lie. Fair. Well, I'm going to keep something from you next week. Oh, good. <laughs> did you have a worst sister story? So, as you guys know, I got a sewing machine last week. Yeah. I got the machine and I bought it home and it sat around for a couple of days before I got to open the box and play around with it. Uh, yep. By that stage, obviously, I lost my receipt. Um, and when I was going through it and finding, um, you know, how, to, how it works, I learned how to thread the machine, which took ages. You've got to put it through so many bloody nooks and crannies, but I've got it now. I can thread it now. Yeah. Um, but I realised a part of the machine was missing, so I didn't have my receipt. And so 
I went back to the shop I got it from. I brought a second sewing machine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so I had the receipt. I brought it home, took the part that was missing from my machine, then boxed up the machine again and brought it back and returned it. And uh, I got my money back for the second machine. So okay. I feel like I feel like that's on the borders of being worse, sister, because my machine was genuinely missing a bit. But I yeah, lost my okay. receipt. I don't think he did anything illegal because technically you were returning one that didn't have a pedal. Like, I didn't do a dodgy. My machine was missing a part. I just didn't have a receipt. Yeah, exactly. And you didn't buy it legally. You didn't just steal it. And you didn't, like, get two machines for the price of one somehow. You just no. you returned one. And you told them that it was missing a part and that's why you were returning it. So yeah. I got exactly what I paid for and brought back everything else. Yeah, I think it's fine. You guys, yeah. Hada, let's, let's, let's pack this up so that I can go because I am incredibly busy right now. Yes, I've been waiting for you to come back so we can wrap. I know. I'm just so popular, okay? You're, like, so annoying. All right. Okay, I'm going to wrap up now. Sadie, did you have a worst yeah. sister story? No, I don't. Apart from the fact that I'm really, really popular right now. <laughs> Your worst story is that it's taken us, like... Three hours. Three hours to record this podcast because you keep disappearing into the nether. And never not telling us where you're going and being gone for twenty minutes at a time. We just <laughs> we just talk. You probably can't say. tell because there's going to be some smooth editing done this week. But mm. Sadie has like disappeared twenty five thousand times this episode, and we've just had to track her down like relentlessly. And she but just had the goal to come back and say, "Guys, let's wrap it up because I gotta go." Like we weren't just waiting on her for the last twenty minutes. That's her worst sister story. I'm telling it for her. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think Sadie wins worst sister. Yes, he's your crown, your majesty. I want a crown. I want a crown. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, thanks, guys. That was really fun. I really enjoyed having our discussion and um, the hypotheticals were great. Thanks, guys. And thanks for listening to another episode of The Worst Sister Shire. Um, hope you're enjoying the source. Let us know if you have any hypothetical questions or trivia questions that you'd like us to cover. You can reach us on all the socials that we've got. So we're at Worst Sister Shire on so many things, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, YouTube. Um, on Twitter, we're at Sister Worst. And we're also on uh, TikTok as at Worst Sister Shire. Sorry. You can also email us on WorstSisterShire at gmail.com. No spaces and no like punctuation. And we'd love to hear from you guys. Catch you next week for Pretty Little Liars. Yeah, and thank you for listening. Hadabam! Hadabam!